0: Okay. Going live before I screw anything else up. You know, you get to that point where you've been at it all day. It doesn't help that it's 29.4 degrees Celsius in here at the moment, so I'm hot. And I've been pumping out hour upon hour upon hour back-to-back code stuff, which has been good. Don't get me wrong. It's been a productive day. But I got to the point where... Where's my GitHub? My latest commit literally had the comment profanity my attention span is waning because i was just undoing the previous commit i just made which undid the commit anyway i just got into a a nasty rabbit hole and then i went to set up this this (laughs) this video where's my button for tweeting here it is xing whatever i went to set up this video and i i thought i queued it all up and then I realised all I'd done is I'd completely changed all the description of the last week's one with Scott. So <laughs> I'll go back and fix that later on. It will be fine. Chris says, this is late. Well, it depends. I, get, I did go through a phase where I was doing them, so where 5 p.m. my time in the afternoon. Uh, and I went through a phase where I was alternating weeks. I was doing morning, afternoon, because I figured that sort of, you know, appealed to different people at different time zones. Um, so... I was doing that, and then I thought, no, I'll just do the mornings because I feel like my morning crosses a bit more of the world. Everyone in America is asleep at the moment. But, yeah, obviously there's Europe and the US, or the Europe and Australia at the moment. Uh, and then I was going to do it this morning, but I had to get physio on my butt. <laughs> it's a tennis thing. <laughs> It'll be fine. So I couldn't do it then, and then it was too late. And then i got to go wakeboarding first thing tomorrow morning, so I didn't want to mess that up. Uh, which is also why the subject, or the title, what i say this week. I'm about to go live on a weekly video. It's beer o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and I haven't prepared any content except for this content. So He says holding beer in hand, uh, but at least I'm honest. So Because I will be asked, <laughs> the beer is one of my new favourite uh, sour beers, I'd say. Pirate Life. Pirate Life makes really, really good beer. They make a really delicious double IPA. Uh, and this is a really lovely sour, it's a pina colada sour, 4.5%, easy drinking, perfect on a really, really hot in my office afternoon. So I not it's hot on the Gold Coast, 24 degrees today, but that's west, sun setting, windows, haven't had the air conditioner on because I just, honestly, I've just been so much in the zone today, I hadn't really thought about it. Let's do sponsor and then we'll just start making up content until I either run out of beer or I want to go and get in the pool <laughs> and cool down. <laughs> <laughs> easy content as always is sponsor sponsor again as they have been for many many times this year and in previous years and in times to come is collide collide ensures that if a device isn't secure it can't access your app it's device trust for Okta. watch the demo today uh, collide do provide some great demos they are obviously working very, very close with Okta here going over the challenges of implementing device trust with Okta. How Cloud integrates with Okta to keep untrusted devices from accessing your company's apps, and how end-user remediation removes the IT bottleneck that often derails zero-trust initiatives. So massive thanks to Okta, uh, rather for Collide. Okta has been a previous sponsor, but for well, you know what? For Okta for working well with Collide and allowing them to keep sponsoring me on such a regular basis. So thank you, Collide. So this is going to be a very casual one. Uh, and I'm literally just going to be going back through things I've been tweeting about this week and other things that come to mind. We can make this a bit AMA. If you have questions, please chuck them in there. Why does Siri keep listening? I have so many issues with Siri. For all of the home automation stuff I do, the most unreliable part of everything is the lady on the watch whose name I probably shouldn't mention. She'll start listening again. And it's just not picking up The voice commands, not hearing it clearly. I don't even know if it's this Apple Watch Ultra big thing, but I feel like it's a bit flaky on my phone as well. Uh, That is the bane of my existence with home automation at the moment. Jack, heard anything about Harvey Norman's site today? Looks like they've been DDoSed all day. I did buy a vacuum cleaner from a Harvey Norman store today. Unrelated, but the store worked fine. (laughs) I did get in there. Let's see if Harvey Norman as a website works. because I feel like I was looking for the vacuum cleaner online. For those of you from other parts of the world, Harvey Norman is one of our big, I guess, electrical retailers here. You can buy beds and things. Uh, oh well, look at that, Harvey Norman. You're almost here. We've hit heavy traffic, but don't worry, you're in our virtual queue. What? Wow. This is the most shit experience I've had since I, I was going to say since I was in the store today. They're okay. This will ensure a smooth experience when you shop the... Be- oh, I've got a screen cap That That's ridiculous. But here's the wild thing, right? This is an e-commerce website on a very busy shopping period. Uh, I don't know why we have Black Friday in Australia now because we don't have Thanksgiving in Australia. We never really cared about that. But suddenly it's, it's a little bit like Halloween. We just get all the American things. Probably so retailers like Harvey Norman can sell more stuff when their website works. But here's the wild thing. It says status. Estimated wait time, 10 minutes. Last status update, 17.05 and 36 seconds. It's got a little timer there. Keep this page open. It will automatically refresh when your turn comes. Once you're in, you have 10 minutes to access the website. Oh, really? You only get 10 minutes once you go into the website? All right, so for everyone playing along at home, the more people that access this site right now, the more fun it will be to watch what happens. So I'm going to drop it in the chat harveynorman.com.au wow that's wild James just heard someone else bitching about Syria a few days ago that was probably me too Uh, Matt says they they were 10 to 15 years ago Harvey Norman like is that the bar Jack says they had a queue count earlier at one stage and over 50,000 people waiting ain't no way 50,000 people are waiting to shop at Hardly Normal yeah damn there's Mike, morning from the UK that had similarly inherited uh, Black Friday and even ins- similarly inherited um, uh, the other one, Halloween, too. So, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, you're in Paris. I'm going to Paris next month. Looking forward to going back to Paris. I haven't been there since uh, the early 90s <laughs> when I was young. All right, we're going to keep the Harvey Norman window up there. Our estimated wait time is now eight minutes. I just want to see what happens when we get in. I think that's that's hilarious mind you usually when people get pissed off at something they tweet about it so see people complaining about harvey norman uh, and then i'll talk about something this is relevant it's useful it's, just, it's really funny oh damn someone else's screen kept this it's just scrolled off now but i think they said they had a one and a half hour wait time to shop at harvey Norman. the weird thing too now, yeah, granted, it was a workday, but we're in there at sort of midday today, and, uh, and it was just normal, right? Like, it, it wasn't busy. Oh, wow. Osbargan Buzz, eight hours ago, said 1.5-hour wait time to get into Harvey Norman's website. That is hilarious. Damn. That's crazy. Scrolling through the tweets, breaking news: Harvey Norman site down on biggest day of the year. Since when is this the biggest day? I thought it was always like Boxing Day was our big day down here. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, th- thank you for sharing that, Jack. That's uh, that's hilariously entertaining. I wonder how many browser windows I can have open at once, and we'll just take <laughs> take all the sessions. Hmm. What is it here? Ali says, "Encapsula uh, uh, is from Imperative. I, I did see before it's, it's using something called Encapsula. So Encapsula is cloud fronting reverse proxy, like Cloudflare, which I think someone else has mentioned down here. Um, and his scraping tool looks like it might be getting DDoS already. Uh, yes, Ali says it's like uh, Cloudflare. It'll cause people to go into their stores. Joel says, JB Hi-Fi is fine. I imagine most things are fine. But, like, remember there was a time i'll say 10 years ago plus longer where so many times you would have websites go down under load and a combination of like cloud and then increasingly serverless and then increasingly the likes of cloudflare and encapsular and all the other things that can do reverse proxying and all sorts of other clever tricks it just it seems to be much less common now but you'd have to think they're going to ask some pretty harsh questions over this because that must be a really really costly experience when you're here and you can't get into the website six minutes waiting <laughs> six minutes left I want to see how fast it is once we get through and I also want to see but you know what's fascinating about this like they've thought about this in advance of today someone must have created this page where they're like sooner or later there's going to be more people than what we can handle and we're going to need this page there are, I know it's easy to be an external commentator and self proclaimed expert and <laughs> look at someone else's system and say I would have done this like whatever uh, and I feel sorry for the people that are trying to keep this alive because they're probably working under all sorts of crazy constraints but it just seems wild now given all that we know about how to build scalable apps that deal with massive bursts of traffic that that is happening that's nuts wow mm. uh, Rob says TGIF <laughs> who's CEO at OpenAI today yeah who knows yeah <laughs> Uh, who's CEO at Optus today? Mind you, who's going to be CEO at Harvey Norman today after all of this as well? Um, interesting. Other things this week. I uh, I was very proud. Uh, Ari got an A in digital solutions <laughs> for school. Now, I've been pushing him pretty hard on the things that matter, namely maths and digital solutions technology. I was actually pretty impressed. As a 14-year-old, their exercises at school were Literally building web pages. It's getting hotter in here. Thirty point one. So uh, they had to go through hand draw web pages. They were using Dreamweaver for a bit as well. Uh, and, and this this was the exercise at school. He was coming and talking to me about how do I write CSS to do this or you know whatever else it is. I was teaching about how to use the dev tools, how to actually you know, cascade your cascading style sheets, selectors, and you know not using inline so like all of the stuff that that I've been doing day in and day out. For 30 years now almost 30 years Uh, and I was really really happy that they got to do that in school so I did have high hopes and then it was quite funny because we were sitting here when was it two days ago having the parent teacher interview with the digital solutions teacher and the I've got the guy on the screen who's obviously a teacher first and then they're going through the syllabus doing this talking to us about how to build things on the internet I felt cocky. I felt a bit cocky. I'll be honest. But it was really good. I was very happy about it because he said it was what's really good for the, for the kids is to go and actually uh, create some, some pet projects as well, which I'm very supportive of. I need to try and find some stuff to make him do that might actually make my life a bit easier as well. I wonder if I can get him. <laughs> He's made the teacher going, what did you do today? Well, I processed thousands of rows of stolen data. Uh, that was my pet project at home. So, hmm. A-plus coming up for that. Ah. What was I talking about this week? Still got three minutes before we get into Harvey Norman, and then we're going to see what's happening. Other things on the schedule this week, Fidelity. Fidelity National Financial, which seems to be uh, very, very big uh, in the US. For some reason, it feels familiar in Australia. It seems very big. Got, uh, got very ransomed by Alpha V, by the sound of it. So still... Um, still kicking in there ubiquity has launched an update to unify protect unify protect being their ecosystem that you plug all your security cameras in where finally there's license plate recognition search so if you have one of their ai cameras which i have mounted in a, a fairly discreet spot low on my driveway every time a car drives past without losing my harvey norman timer let's have a look at what that looks like every time a car drives past we get uh, a nice clean picture of the back of the car and if all the conditions and things are right, we get a shot of the number plate. And I've had that AI camera there I think since the start of the year probably and it's been great. And I'm just looking through here, I can go and see all of my recent events, uh, the smart detections of what picks up license plates. So it's a bunch of cars here and every now and then there's a car where it's got a clear enough shot to get the license plate. And... It's kind of cool because it means I can now literally go into the search box, search for a license plate, and see how many times that vehicle's come past. It's kind of got room to move as well, insofar as it's not picking up a lot of plates, so I think it should. Now, some of these, so I'll scroll that one back. One of the things we learned through trial and error is it actually struggles with really short license plates. So in Australia, you can have a one character license plate. There's not many of them. (laughs) I I think there's exactly 36 of them, but you can have, and that's per state too, incidentally. So you can have the same plate in two different States, but the States are marked on it. They seem to struggle with short plates and we've got, we don't have any one or two character plates, but all our other ones are three or four characters. So they're very, very short and it seems to struggle picking those up. Uh, Which was a little bit of a shame. Now I shared that and inevitably someone came back (laughs) with a comment to the effect of uh, we're not allowed to use security cameras in our part of the world, this guy from Sweden and I've heard it from other parts of the world too, you know you can't film people without their consent. I kind of went what do you do with Teslas you know because they've got cameras, it's not just Teslas but they're most common. It's like, oh, yeah, that seems to be a loophole. What about dash cams? Oh, that's a bit of a loophole. Can you go outside and take photos of the scenery? Yeah, but you just can't have security cameras. Right, so I can drive around in a car and, like, film all of these other random people all over the place. We've got the kids in the car. Maybe someone's driving naked. I don't know what they do in Sweden. I, don't, I have been to Sweden a lot, but I haven't seen that. It'd be cool. Uh, you can film all of that, but if it's at your house, you... what if the car's parked in your driveway? Can it still film? Anyway, find it very bizarre. One minute left for Harvey Norman. So, I'm happy that's there. And f- I guess for a little bit more context, we, yeah, we... Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Black Friday sale. All right. What should we do? Uh, I wonder if it's responsive. Quick. Laptop. <laughs> Add it to cart. Okay. That worked. Uh, it looks like it works fairly normally. I wonder... If I grab an incognito session of the browser, will it it still let me in or will I have to go back into the the queue? Let's see, Oh, I'm back in the queue. 11 minutes wait time now. Oh man, what if I get it open in Firefox as well? (laughs) How, How many different like in private incognito instances of different browsers can you have? And does the time go up? Man, that's wild. That is just such a massive cock-up. Oh, I haven't opened Firefox for a while. It's updating everything. Uh, I'll put Firefox over there. No, that's also 10 minutes. All right, I'll leave those there. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, look, it's it, it's a, I assume, a big e-commerce site, so there's probably lots of different moving parts to it. Maybe some bits are really responsive and other bits aren't. I don't know. But that's that's crazy. Can you remember the last time you went to a store and you wanted to like buy a vacuum cleaner, like I did today, and you get a timer? It says, "Please sit there and wait at your computer screen for ten minutes." it's ridiculous. All right, I'm going to leave that window open, and we'll see if it boots us off after a while. Let's look at the comments here. Um, Affliction of Amada says, "Hear about that U.S. nuclear lab?" I had to reread that headline two or three times. Apparently there's a data breach there too. Okay, well, that's that would be the first nuclear lab to go into Have a Been Pined, if that's the case. Um, James, are you processing plates locally or with cloud services? Locally. So all of this does happen uh, locally. I I imagine it's in the camera itself because you need a compatible camera and only one of the gazillion cameras I've got here can do uh, the AI bit. Uh, but yes, it is definitely local. Ubiquity has a... a, a quite a funny little ad series running that reminds me of the old Mac versus PC ads you know with like the really cool Mac guy and the dweeby PC guy it's a little bit like that where it's like the unified guys are really cool and then there's this dweeby person who I think is meant to be from Arlo or something like that where they're saying you know hey we can charge people subscription fees to save all of their stuff on the cloud and it keeps renewing over and over and over again and the ubiquity guy is like well we just save everything locally so it saves it all locally. It definitely works for that internet connectivity because we've had that happen before. So it stores all the video locally, does all the, all the image recognition locally. I have been in touch with them and said, you know what, would be really cool. I would like to have this data surfaceable. Is that a word? I know what I mean. Surfaceable via external applications so that we could have the likes of the Unify integration, which I don't think is a first-party integration, but it's in Hacks in Home Assistant from memory, surface that because then what I could do is I could raise an event on the presence of a certain number plate. Uh, For example, my parents come over like it'd be cool just to be able to like announce to the house. It's like your mum and dad are here (laughs) just because it's recognized the number plate. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, they obviously have the data and it's obviously in a text-based format now. So I'd like to see that. Jack says, how's your experience been with Queensland Digital ID? I saw your tweet and agree no one has used the scan client yet or even swiped the screen to verify it's the app and not just a screenshot. Let me tell you about my experiences because I've got a lot of (laughs) opinions on this. Two fun experiences last week. Now one of them was we had a package to collect from the post office uh, and in Australia if you're not home some packages I can leave other packages they like leave a little card and says you need to come into the post office show the card and your ID and so long as your ID matches your face and your address matches your home you can pick it up even if it's like addressed to Charlotte and then I go in but anyway Charlotte and I go in and I'm like just do me a favor try using digital driver's license because I just want to see what happens and she goes in and, she, and they're like, you know, uh, okay, thank you for the card. Let's see driver's license. And she's like, and all the guy behind the counter did is he's like, just show me your driver's license. So she's got the digital one. She's got it on the screen that shows her face, her address, the license number. And she's just showing that. Now, for those of you who've missed the news about how this whole thing works, when you, I won't even open it on mine for reasons I'm about to explain. But when you use it properly, what you do is you choose what you want to share do you just want to share an age verifier 18 plus or do you want to share all of your details either way there's a QR code that pops up the QR code is valid for I think about 20 or 30 seconds a verifier and you can use the app itself as a verifier so she can point her phone at my QR code scans the QR code obviously reconciles it somewhere centrally comes back and says here's the data clearly it rotates so that you can't just screen cap the QR code and give it to someone else so you're meant to run the verifier app because if you don't run the verifier app and you just look at the license details on the screen that could be fabricated and that's exactly what the guy did he just like looks at it and he's like oh yeah these are kinda new yeah good luck so what it means is is that you can now go to the post office and pick up other people's packages if you can fake the app and all you gotta do is you gotta put your photo in their address So, if you have Photoshop, (laughs) you're like nine-tenths of the way there. That was experience one. Experience two, Charlotte ordered some wine from Dan Murphy's. Dan Murphy's is one of our big uh, liquor retailers here, and she asked me to pick it up, and she said, you'll need your driver's license, and I thought, I've got just the thing. (laughs) So, I go in there. And they're like, you know, okay, uh, who are you? And it's like, you know, here's my receipt and so on. They're like, show me your driver's license. And I'm like, yeah, no problems. I've got it here on my phone. And I'll tell you exactly what I did. I'm going to repeat it now. I swiped down because I've got a gazillion apps and I don't know where I put it. And I started typing driver... What? i got I got like Google Drive. I've got one drive. And I've got an app called Driver's Note. And I don't even know what that is. But I do not have a driver's license and I couldn't figure it out. So eventually I've started spinning through pages and pages and pages and pages of apps, which I'm doing again now. And I'm under pressure because there's people waiting and I thought I was really clever because I was so digital. And finally I find it, the digital license app, not driver's license, it's the digital license. So you need to look for license. And if you do that, it comes up straight away, which is great. Next problem is, You tap on it, I can show that screen, you need to enter a PIN. Now because I'm a good digital citizen and I have a unique PIN for everything and I store it in my password manager I can't remember what the PIN is. Even though I've already had to unlock my phone which I locked down and just the way you'd expect me to, I still needed a PIN, I made the PIN different to the one I normally use on my phone Now I can't get into my digital license, so I have to go to 1Password and I have to look up digital license. And it wasn't under digital license. It was under QDI, which is your Queensland digital identity. So I'm literally, it probably took me five minutes to figure out how to find the license and show it. Takeaways from this. I now know to look for license, but I would love to see it in the wallet on the iPhone. I imagine the reason it's not is it's not just a static item like, uh, when I was getting my butt massage at the physio today, I have my private healthcare insurance uh, in there in the wallet, just like I have my credit card and things like that. So I'm, I'm guessing some, someone might go, look, you could actually do that with the wallet. So that's the first thing. Second thing is if you want to authenticate again after you've already unlocked the device, implement freaking Face ID so you can just Face ID your way in there because you don't want to be in a situation where you're in front of... The thing we're always worried about is like, is a rogue cop, you know? There's a cop who's going to shoot you or something like that. And you don't want them to see you entering secrets. Like, that's the time where you just want to unlock with your face. So, they're falling short, uh, but there is hope. And I like the idea. And I'm going to persevere. <laughs> I'm going to change the pin on it. I think I'm going to change the pin to the same one on my phone because once you're through there, well, you know, you're going to do much worse than just see my driver's license. Also... What pin did you put on your license before, the physical one? There's was none, right? It was just sitting there in your wallet and people would steal your wallet or you'd lose it every now and then and someone would get your license without any protection. So you're a step ahead either way. Hmm. Um, let's see. Later be miniature in arts. I don't get the obsession of people going mad one day a year for computers. If this is the Black Friday thing, I don't know either. I'm a to take my CC and address from a branch and get me something nice when you're in there. Uh, uh. Ali's agreeing. Performance is good once you're into Harvey Norman. James has got two sessions open. See, you're part of the problem, James. This is the issue. There's people like you that are keeping the people that really want to go and buy that fridge late on a Friday afternoon off, offline. Uh, uh. What else is here? James says, the site just went crazy on me for a second. What does crazy mean? What did what it do? Can I still click around? I'm still there. What, oh, I got booted out. What? I, I went away to think about whether I wanted that fridge or not. <laughs> click the link, and now I've got 10 minutes to wait again. I'm not going to keep this going for another 10 minutes because it's getting hotter and hotter. It's 30.6 now. Jeez. Um... Brandon says, remember the OzPost are trying to back off with the missed delivery cards for app pings. Back off with the missed delivery cards. not sure exactly what that means, but okay. Uh, Lady B says, so has Queensland gone the way of Victoria in a way where they force you, if you have an iPhone, to send a photo of your ID and it's blocked? Well, at the moment, I I think everyone's just figuring out how it works. In fairness, there's going to be some teething phases for a few weeks in, but you would have thought for something like the government post system they could have communicated to everyone and said hey we're launching this thing there is a way to verify you need to use this way to verify otherwise you can completely circumvent all the controls It'd be very interesting to see over the course of coming weeks and months if they improve that or not and I did tweet at Australia Post they didn't answer me but I was like are you sure you should be doing this uh, maybe they felt too bad hmm James says, college kids were hacking the Australian ID app when it first came out. There were local files you could change. Not sure if they fixed that. Sounds like kids. (laughs) Who would do that? Mm -hmm. Lady B says, if college kids can hack the Aussie ID app, it means the app is, yeah, not so secure. But I think the discussion you've got to have with this is have college kids ever been able to hack driver's licenses before they're digital? Have they ever been able to create a fake driver's license? And if so, is it better or worse now? Now I would argue, I'd argue both. I think I'd argue both ways. Whilst we're not using verifiers, it's worse. Whilst we have the ability to use verifiers and those people that do, it's it's better. It's 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 much more solid than uh, than the way we used to do it before. Then where it gets interesting is when you travel too, because when you travel, but even now, if 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 I go to America. And I have some really shitty copy of a physical driver's license. Do they know? But then again, I'm not picking up mail if I go to America. I'm just trying to get a beer. <laughs> because America, they've got to ask me for my ID, regardless of how old I look. Uh, what else is this here? Mm-hmm. Joel's still in the Harvey Norton Center. Brendan says, read the missed deliveries again. If memory serves me correct, I think they said if you're registered on my post, they'll push an app notification instead of chucking a card in. I haven't seen that, Uh, and it is Australia Post, as I believe it's federal. It's not like it's different per state. Uh, I haven't actually seen that happen, but, um, yeah, man, who knows? It seems like there's opportunity there, right? James, (laughs) you've got both these Harvey Norman sessions going. Tmop1977, how is it that no matter how much faster and cheaper hardware gets, software just gets more bloated and efficient? When I was a kid, sound old already. When I was a kid, <laughs> having computers as fast and cheap as I uh, now was unimaginable. That is true. Imagine, can you imagine when you, I don't know how old you are, unless 1977 is your birthday and then we're very similar. Uh, but can you imagine if we knew about like Raspberry Pis, you know, let alone the stuff on our wrist here, yeah? It's, it's nuts um all right where was i in the tweet thread and then it's it's still getting hotter and i'm running out of beer uh data breaches omg pop got loaded into have i been pwned this week seven million addresses it was old email address plain pairs apparently breached in 2013 leaked in 2019 75 already in have i been pwned Last week, because I did the special with Scott, we actually missed uh, talking about data breaches that I dealt with then, so let's cover that quickly. Acuity, 437 gigabytes, which was rather large. Uh, 14 million unique email addresses, put that in. Now, the day before that, we're talking about the 14th now, a veto, 2.7 million records from November last year. Data include name, email, phone, IP, and geographic location. Okay, so that's that's news and data breaches. Uh, other things there that were noteworthy over the course of this week. Data breach at Casio Classpad. Okay, it's interesting. I wasn't that pop up just yet. Uh, and I think that that just brings us through to uh, pretty much brings us through to modern times. Brings us through to today. So look on that basis. Um, I've got six minutes to go, so I'll get back into Harvey Norman. I'm just going to leave that there just for kicks. (laughs) I would really, really interested to read the press about that later on. I really hope we hear what actually went wrong with it. Something I I was actually keen to talk about today, but I just haven't time to read it properly. And I'm going to use the correct term here, because particularly for the folks in this part of the world, it's important. uh, And I think it's going to be of interest to people in other parts of the world as well. But we have had... Our cybersecurity strategy, Australia's cybersecurity strategy, released today. Uh, and this is, at first glance, looks very interesting. There's a 64 page Australian cybersecurity strategy report which has been released by the government today, which is just here. Inevitably, this follows a series of really major data breaches Optus, Medibank, Latitude Financial, uh, and many cock ups and learnings within there. I haven't read this yet. I did do an interview yesterday morning, which caused me to do some very, very fast research about what was proposed to be in there. A lot of discussion around uh, changes to mandatory retention periods, which I think is very, very important. One of the quotes I saw was something to the effect of uh, previously telcos had to retain data for at least two years. Maybe that's a bit broad because at least two years could be 20 years, obviously following the Optus thing definitely need more discussion around the retention periods it is ridiculous that latitude financial had a data breach within the last year i can't remember when they dated it but certainly it was all in the news earlier this year and the loan that i had with them in the 90s caused my data to be leaked like that's just ridiculous so i was in that breach uh discussion also around things like mandatory disclosure uh, under our notifiable data breaches uh, laws that came out a few years ago, it's very, it's very in favour of the organisation and not in favour of the individuals. And it looks like there's some changes coming there, particularly around. Uh, I really like see the wording on this, but particularly around. I think the term used was no fault, where the assumption is an organisation disclosing this incident doesn't mean that they're going to be penalised or something. Trying to say, look, don't feel frightened about coming forward and disclosing data breaches. I would really like to see how that is reconciled against the fact that it seems like every data breach of even a mid-sized organisation these days leads to class actions. I don't think the government can insure them against that. We'll see. I'll have a good read of it later on and talk more about it, hopefully next week. James is now selling Harvey Norman sessions to those that don't want it. (laughs) That'd be a good deal, wouldn't it? How fragile is it? Australia's not a massive place. If you take our population, take the adults, take the ones that actually want to go shopping, take the ones that aren't just out drinking beer and having a good time on a Friday afternoon, like I'm about to go and do uh, doesn't seem like that many people. Mm. Lady B says, good conversations within my network regarding the new cyber strategy with a specific focus on the workforce aspect. As a student at the moment studying cyber security, studying cyber... There's some room for improving this. I uh, I think last week when I did the video, Scott, we sort of tongue-in-cheek a few times when we looked at some stupid stuff that was happening around the quacks uh, and the the EU and you know, all the other stuff. At multiple occasions, we went, oh, it's a good time to be in the industry. And I think the Australian Cybersecurity Strategy is a better recognition of that as well. It's a great time to be in the industry. So uh lady b if that's the way you're heading i think you've timed that awesomely well and i wish you the best of luck with it i'm gonna go and get in the pool <laughs> it's getting hotter and hotter here i'm gonna get another beer get in the pool thank you very much for watching this was very casual uh and and that's nice it's a good way to end the friday see you folks